That's right. DJs need love too. Oh, Let me do my thing. Check, check, check. Back with another episode of the DJs Need Love 2 show. I go by the name of DJ Batio. And today, I have a special guest in the building. He go by the name of DJ Rio. What's up, my brother? What's good, my brother? My brother's in the building, man. Let me tell you something about DJ Rio, man. I met Rio out here in Atlanta, man, working hard out here in these streets, man, in the the club scenes, in the lounge scenes, even on the corporate scene. Boy does his thing, man, especially on the the, the Caribbean side, too. You know what I'm saying? So let's get right into it, man. What what made you want to start DJing? Man, honestly, you know, growing up in the islands and stuff, I always had a different variety of music from soca, dance hall. So just growing okay. up, like, you know, family just always playing music, you know, yeah. on Sundays, everything. So I just kind of grew up loving music. And then one day <clears throat> I was gifted. Uh, I kept saying, man, I want a DJ, I want a DJ. Okay. But in my mind, I thought it was, I was yeah. like, man, I don't know if I could do that. So I was like, you know what? I just kept mentioning it. I was gifted a DJ board, a small SB3, okay. you know, those little starter boards. Yeah. So I, mean, I started practicing on that. And I, once I, like, start picking up on it, I start feeling confident. So... I end up getting booked for my first gig. My first gig, I went home with like $150 oh, shit. on the east side. Oh, so man, that yeah. really, and tips. So that made me feel yeah, like, yeah. oh, I could do it. And okay. from there, I just. That's what's know. up, man. So what, like, what shifted your mind? Like, okay, like, I'm already DJ now. I want to be a DJ. Like, what shifted your mind? Like, I, I can I can really do this on a on a weekly, daily basics. Um, To be honest, <laughs> getting booked. <Yeah. laughs> you know, when you're not getting booked, you kind of. Yeah. But. Um, constantly staying busy, getting booked, actually, you know, rocking crowds, people constantly yeah. coming up to you. Man, I had such a good time. You know, stuff like that is what really keep you. So, how long going. have you been actually DJing? Um, right now, it's probably going on three years. Three years, wow. Yeah. So, let me ask you this question, and this mm-hmm. is going to be a, a tip for the new DJs. Mm-hmm. In this first three years, how much money have you spent on marketing and branding? Uh, marketing and branding, I would say roughly, roughly. roughly DJs need love too. Probably a couple thousand, but probably not as much as I should. Yeah. I would probably say I spend more money on equipment more than anything. Yeah, yeah. So why? So let's talk about it. So what's what's why is it important to buy the right equipment? Even if you're starting off, why is it important to have the right equipment? Um, more importantly, man, just sound. Okay. And I feel like, from my experience, like. The better quality equipment, yeah. a lot of times, even with boards, it can adapt to any situation. Right. Like you have more in, you might have more, you know, input outputs on yeah. the board, just different stuff like that will help you adapt to any situation. Like just in case like a band is there, they can hook up to one exactly. of the Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you had a little small board. Yeah, you, you know, can, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. RCA, that's it. So let me cause I, I, I know you, I, I've seen your journey. When it came to um picking a new new equipment, like a new DJ board for mm-hmm. existing, for example, um, what board did you pick and why? My first, uh, my first big board was the SRT one thousand. Okay. That um, that was just a board that I seen that as I was moving yeah. around the city, that was a, a yeah. popular board right. that could like pretty much you could take anywhere. So, so I remember that time. So after that board, mm-hmm. what board did you choose and why? Because a couple things, a couple boards came out. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. were doing their things, Pioneer Rain. So what board did you pick? Um, after the SRT, I went Rev 7. Went to the Rev. I went straight to the Rev. Yeah. Um, my main reason for that was um, I wanted to get the kind of the vinyl feel. Okay. You know, like I noticed some. I was going around, some people had vinyl, some people had yeah. the rain, and I was like, I was playing with it one day. I'm like, man, it's different kind of beat matching, just a different yeah. feel, you know okay. what I'm saying? So I just wanted that 
more vinyl feel. It was the vinyl feel that you wanted. Yeah. So have you ever uh, DJed on real vinyl before? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is, is that is that better than is it a better feeling than you know the actually controls that's out that you see every day? Yeah, it just feel more natural. Like yeah. you really feel like you more controlling yeah. the song, you know, stuff like I that. I agree with yeah. that. So let me ask you this question on the follow up: Is scratching important to you? Um, me personally, I like scratching, but I feel yeah. like you can over scratch or under scratch. I feel like you got to find a good balance right. to find a good place to scratch yeah. to make it sound good. Yeah. All right. So this is a question a lot of people in the business is talking about right now. What's the difference between DJing and then entertaining? Um, DJing, I feel like is the strict art of, you know, putting songs together, you know, right. beat matching, that kind of things, but entertaining, yeah. that to me, that's like adding an additional yeah. element outside of the music. Yeah. That's you getting the crowd involved, yeah. reading the crowd, understanding yeah, yeah. what they want, yeah. you know, just giving them those songs that just keep them going right. in the party. I feel like that adds another level to your DJing, honestly. I agree with that too. So. As a new DJ out here in the streets, you like you, you see you you everywhere. But how do you continue to learn and um, grow as a DJ? Practice. Um, when do you find time to practice, Rio? <laughs> Rio just you know, <laughs> man. In between, like your off days. Yeah. Like what I do typically for me, you know, if if I'm doing mainly hip hop clubs for the week. Yeah. If when I go to practice, I'm gonna go practice okay. Caribbean music or Afrobeat, something different to okay. keep me sharp. But really, and also just watching a lot of different DJs. Like, I pick up a lot of small things from a lot of That's different hard. DJs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you scout new music? Um, Do you use, like, record pools, or are you in the record um, pool? Yeah, I use BPM Supreme. BPM Supreme, okay. Yeah, Shout use, out to BPM Supreme, yeah. Uh, I use BPM Supreme. Um, keep why up. BPM Supreme? There's a lot of them out there right now, but why uh, BPM Supreme? That's the one that i seen a lot of DJs using that I got quickly familiar with. Okay. Clean, you know, you get your cleans, your edits, you know, instrumentals, all that. So it was just easiest for me. Okay. But to, like, keep continue to find new music. And nowadays, honestly, yeah. TikTok. Okay. The TikTok trendy songs. Yeah. Um, you can just go on Apple Music and Tidal, yeah. and it'll, it'll give you the new suggested tracks. You just got to stay up to date. And also, the biggest thing, though, I would say is stay active mm-hmm. on the DJ scene because oh, there's yeah. music that might not be on Tidal that's yeah. trendy around the city that you right. might not, you know, Right. No, I, I agree with that. So, you're a new DJ. You know, like a lot of people will reach out to you, but they would sometimes ask you to try out. How do you approach a tryout as a DJ? Um, Knowing that maybe the owner probably know four DJs that he probably has in mind, but you mm. still were invited there and you still want to you know, participate. How do you approach a tryout as a DJ? Um, I feel like for a newer DJ, I feel like that's important. I feel like that's a quick way. Mm-hmm. Get your foot in the door. Like yeah. on their off days, on their slow days, you go in. Yeah. Um, over time, you know, a couple of times you first tried out, like, they'll they'll try to finesse a night out of you. Okay. But now it's, you know, you go in, you may give them 30 minutes to an hour, yeah. and then let them make a decision from there. Yeah. So yeah. do you, like, a prepared set, or you just, like, just go and just catch a vibe? Uh, I just freestyle. I just ask them what kind of vibe you want to hear. You okay. want to mix it up? You, you yeah. want to, is this a typically a R&B lounge kind of vibe? Like, what's the vibe? And then just go from there. So why do people say DJing is a dangerous job? Oh, man, because we're the... <laughs> First one at the club and the last one to leave. Oh, and yeah. you know when you the last one to leave anywhere, yeah. that's when stuff happens. And typically, another biggest thing is if something does happen in the club, you got thousand dollars of equipment that you can't just that's a fact. run out the club and leave. So that's, you know that's a that's a that's a game fact. Yeah. So me and Rio been we've been making money, we've been getting money out here in the DJ. A lot business, of money. Corporate, uh <laughs> yeah. clubs, whatever. It's so many ways of getting money in this DJ business. Pick three ways. And tell me why. 
I would say, um, of course, you know, you got your typical clubs, lounges, stuff, and different things like that. Your private events. So nightlife one. Your nightlife. Okay. Your private events. I feel like DJs don't tap into that enough. I yeah. feel like it's a lot of money. Like me and you, you know, yeah, we yeah. Yeah. weddings. Yeah. You know, birthday parties, baby showers, there's okay. a lot of money there that we miss. And, you know, of course, when you do your private events, you charge your price. Yeah, private you know, events, that's different, facts. Different things like that. And mm -hmm. also, um, even like streaming. Okay. People streaming on Twitch, DJing, you make a YouTube channel, yeah. you know, different things like that. So many ways of getting paid. And that's just three. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Three, right? So those are your top three ways. Like, you like to, those are the ways you like to really get, get stay in your lane and get your bread. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's what's up. All right, let's get into our flower segment right now. I want you to give three DJs they flowers, bro. You already know how this go, man. Mm -hmm. Any DJ that inspired you, got you to where you at right now, and that you just want to shout out, let's do it. Uh, first DJ, I have to say um, DJ Puffy. DJ Puffy. I'll probably say um, he, he was the first one to do my drop, and okay. I just really study him. You know, he's a goat and, you know, Red Bull, you know, champion and all that stuff. Shout so I really Puffy, yes, sir. study him. Um, secondly, um, when it comes to, like, scratching and really – you know, freestyling with songs, probably DJ CJ. DJ CJ, yes, yeah. sir. My boy from Trinidad. Trinidad, yeah. yeah. He's, he's cold. Anybody, we gotta get, you got to get him on the show, man. Got to. CJ. I bet you anybody can vouch for him. He's, yeah, he's tough. That's um, The last DJ, I would probably have to say um, probably you. I ain't going to lie. Oh. Not, not just saying that, just because um, DJ when, Badio, that's when, crazy. I, when I connected with you, um, we just – the networking aspect, I yeah. just tapped in with a lot of more DJs yeah. around the city. You know, that really helped me. You know I appreciate that, Network. man. That's love, man. I got, sure. I got flowers, brother. You already know. For sure. <laughs> so let's get right back to it, man. So it's the DJs Need Love 2 show. I got DJ Rio in the building. I do want to shout out our sponsor, American Radio Roswell. I want you to follow him on Instagram right now. And look, if you have a car, you got cloth in it. You know, it's summertime in Atlanta, man. We got leather. They put the leather in. They put sunroof. Make it look like a Maybach. They do it all, man. You already know what it is. So tap into American Radio Roswell. You know what it is, all right? All right, let's get back to it, Rio. Let's so over the last couple years, the Afro scene has flourished. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Has it put reggae music to the side a little bit in, you know, nightlife as far as, like, dancing and actually the message in the music right now? Because people are really dancing and looking for that Afro. They, like, they can't wait to hear that Afro. So has it really put a blanket over uh, reggae music? Ah. Uh... That's tricky. It's definitely on top right now, but as it kind of mastered, I would say no, because there's still a big dance hall yeah. reggae scene that people still want to hear in their sets. Yeah. So I would say no, but it is running the city right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with it. And I love the Afro scene because you know what they're saying now, that hip-hop is dead. Yeah. So uh, I think any party started now is probably when you start playing Afro. That's, that's when people gonna, start to move. That's when yeah. that's going to get them moving a little yeah. bit. You, you would you agree with that? You know I what I'm saying? I definitely agree. So how would you feel about the the uh you know has there has been no hip hop album number one for the entire year, and you see what's going on in the club as far as the message and the music. So how do you feel about the hip hop music now as far as what DJs can play to make people feel good? I feel like that's kind of shocking because if you look at like the Atlanta scene, hip hop is. The Atlanta scene, yeah. so it's kind of surprising to me. Um, you know, Atlanta is this, this own world. You know, they yeah. say Atlanta's not a real place. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? yeah, so that's true. Yeah, I do, I do agree with the the hip hop scene in Atlanta. It's pretty, you know, it's there. Yeah, it's there. but then when you step outside, it's like, all right, you know, they really want to hear some music. They yeah, really yeah, want to hear some of that old joint. You know, what I'm saying to get yeah. parties started and all that. Yeah, that's you know true. What I'm saying? Yeah. 
So let me ask you this question. New DJ, going through the ins and out of it. Have you ever wanted to quit this game? Uh, nah, not right now, nah. There's times I, you know, when you're overly booked, you get a little burnt. Yeah. But to quit, nah. Let's talk about burnt. Like, how, how, how does a DJ get burnt out? Man, you just constantly getting booked, not really getting rest in between your gigs, your legs hurt, you know, your feet hurt, that kind of things. But if you love it, to be honest, you really, you're burnt in between the sets. Because yeah. once you go to a next set and you're doing your thing and the yeah. crowd is into it, you know, it kind of, you know, wakes I got, you up. I got a, a different uh, perception on that. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you get burnt, it's because, you know, because if you love DJing, you love DJing. Right, right. Now you're burnt because now, like you say, you're overworked. Meaning that it's not fun no more. So that means you didn't probably get paid what you wanted. Your mm. writers wasn't met. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you got to drive there and then you got to go way over there to park. That that's burnt, right? You know, because if you could book me seven days a week, I would love that. You know, I love right. the business, but burning me out is making me feel like I'm an employee. Right. So you saying like the particulars the of per- the DJ? The now, particulars. I get I get you know, that, what I'm yeah. saying being burnt, you could be booked a lot of times, right, and right, like, for okay, sure, yeah. I'm booked from now, and then I gotta hurry up and leave this club yeah. and go there. You know, what I'm saying so. That's my my. Uh, yeah, you're kind of right about that. I kind of I, I see what, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so let's get right back to it. Let's talk about the business of undercutting and DJing. Oh, Why are people? What is undercutting in in the game? Un- so let me ask you a question again. Mm. All right, so let's get back to it. Let's talk about undercutting in the DJ business. What is undercutting? Undercutting to me is when you know you got maybe some DJs at a particular spot. Mm-hmm. They got their rate set at this spot, and you come in knowing it's their rate. Yeah. And you go, you know, go around the manager, or promoter, whoever. And basically cut their rate in half mm. just to get in. <coughs> yeah, just to get in. Yeah, Just to get in. Knowingly knowing what the standard rate is in that spot. Yeah. That, that, that's a true definition of undercutting, man. And why do you not have to undercut, though, Rio? Like, you man, know what I'm saying? I hate it. I hate That's one thing I hate about the DJ yeah, game. Yeah. I feel like there's enough spots in Atlanta oh, yeah, to... Man. Build your own lane and set your own price. Let's like, talk about that. Yeah. There's so many places in Atlanta. That's why I asked you. There's so many ways of getting money. Like, right. like hotels are going right, crazy yeah, right yep. now. The restaurant business, mm-hmm. as far as needing DJs, is going crazy. So, if somebody's there, man, tap into that DJ and see what's like. Yo, you got an extra day. You need to, anytime you need a day off, like let me put me in. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's a good way of getting in versus telling the owner, well, how much he charging. Right, you know what? I do it for I do it for two fifty. Yeah. yeah, for sure. These owners be wanting to save three dollars, and then they, they regret be, it and regret it at the end. I've been called back plenty of times over budget. <laughs> so you know? when they call you back, how are you handling that? Like, let's now talk about I'm, that. Now I'm going up. You gotta go up. Now I'm going. That's up. how. Yeah. That's how you do this, man. Yeah. So Rio, it's a lot of perceptions about the DJ business, all right? Mm-hmm. You know, people think you know you're getting paid this. People think you know all the girls. You know, you know, boom, 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 boom. What's the biggest misconception of a DJ right now? I feel like the biggest misconception is, I would say, that you just press and play. Like, yeah. I feel like the preparation oh, yeah. of a good set goes unnoticed. Yeah. Like, I feel like people don't understand you're spending hours downloading music, yeah. creating music, yeah. cueing music. Oh, yeah. Like, I just feel like, that aspect of it, and just even having the mental mm-hmm. to continue to rock a party and read the crowd, yeah. I just feel like it's undervalued. Like I feel like people don't—they just say, "Oh, DJ, he's set up, he's pressing right. play." We're you know we rocking out. Now. Why is stems a game changer for the DJ business? For one, 
you ain't got to download all the instrumentals and stuff yeah. no more, you know. Yeah. And for two, it just, the creativity of it, like okay. it just allows you to just, man, you could do so much with any yeah. song now. Any song that you got already downloaded, you can, right. you know, remix or however you want. So let's ask this question. You know, it's a lot of, you know, AI is in the business right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies are, you know, coming to the DJs about, you know, uh, making it easy to request songs. How do you feel about that coming into the game? Well, like basically people coming up and maybe scanning a QR code. Yes, and things like that, yes. A couple business, couple um, companies out now doing their thing with that right now. Um, you know, especially overseas, it's working mm-hmm. out a lot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Once it hit the nightclubs or the, and the streets of the, you know, the cities, how do you think that's going to be? I, I think it might be good. Okay. I mean, I think that'll cut out the distraction of okay. breaking the DJ set mm-hmm. to hear a song, yeah. you know, and all that. I think, yeah. I think it'll be good. Have you ever um, done a set, it doesn't matter what type of party it was, and somebody came and messed up your, your equipment? Maybe they was drunk or maybe a kid. Oh, was for spilling. sure. Yeah, what happened? Or, or like somebody's trying to host yeah. and they're like overly, yeah. you know, my, oh, so annoying. Um, pretty much plant my fader, hitting my fader too hard, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Knock the knob off or something uh, like that. Or they might kind of not realizing their cup is hanging over your board and just might spill a little sip or something. That's a big one. Yeah, man, that drives me crazy. Especially, like, when you crowd the DJ booth, Mm -hmm. man, people in there with their cups and and all that, you know what I mean? Like, they smoking, whatever. You know, the ashes hit the board. They go inside the little joint. It's over, man. It's over with. Let's give a DJ tip, man. Give the DJs, the new DJs. Give new DJs a tip right now. Um, For all my new DJs, one practice. Okay. Continue to practice. See, my biggest thing, I never wanted to go in a club and they could tell you're a new DJ. Yeah. Like that was always my goal okay. at first. Yeah. Like when I first met you, you was shocked when I told you you were like, Oh, I thought you've been here in 10, 15 years. Yeah, you yeah. know? Um secondly, the biggest thing I would say is um seek advice from DJs who be OGs in the game and yeah. also mentorship, ma- yes. Yeah, mentorship. And yeah. also the main thing I would say is um find your own lane. Like Okay. Don't try to be in the biggest clubs yeah. as soon as you get out here. Like, find you a spot that's right. that you could build at and practice at and work on your MC skills and all that stuff. DJ yeah. Rio, that's this is my partner. We do a lot of gigs together, like for I sure, said, like sure. I mentioned earlier. So, um, in particular, weddings. Let's give the DJs a wedding tip, and let's talk about mm, microphones, right? What microphones? do you suggest any DJs to have for a wedding? How many and what kind? Um, for a wedding, definitely wireless. Um, because there's been situations where you're thinking the venue's providing the the pastor and the bride and groom mics, and yeah. that's not the case. Um, definitely wireless. Um, definitely can't go cheap on your wireless mics. I think um, DJ Tay had mentioned, like, definitely some sure, yeah, okay. probably some sure wireless mics at, okay. at the bare minimum. Yeah. You know, if you can't afford that, at least get you some couple hundred decent quality right. wireless mics. And I would say at least, maybe to start off, at least two, but mm-hmm. as, it, as it expands, at least probably uh, up to four. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right, and so a follow-up question for the weddings, right? So when you book a wedding, do you have anything else to do, like, that day? Like, or do you make that day dedicated to the wedding? And what's your pay structure for that so do how do you set up your invoice for booking a wedding um typically if it's a if the wedding's gonna be at least over five six hours i'm pretty much 
depending on the time slot, I'm going to probably dedicate my day to it. Now, if it's earlier in the day and I got a night gig, then, yeah, I'll rock that. But typically, yeah, if it's in, like, midday, Mm -hmm. you kind of want to dedicate it because that's somebody's special day. They're putting up a lot of money for it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, what's the pay structure? Pay structure? How do you, like, mentally go in there, like, this is how much I'm going to charge them in a while. You ain't got to say a number, but, like, how are you going there writing your invoice? Um, I'm looking at indoor, outdoor. Mm. That's a different fee. If you're gonna be outside DJing all day, I oh, would yeah. I would upcharge. That's big. That's big. Yeah. Um. I'm secondly, I'm looking at um, like you said, are you typically like using my additional equipment like microphones and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I might add an upcharge for that. Um. Also, let's see. Right oh, now. main thing, host or no host. Yeah. Like if if you're gonna be the if they want to make you DJ and oh yeah, you know read the people's names coming down the aisle and all that stuff, that's definitely upcharge. You know, I put you in on that, you know. Yeah. um, Gems. And also, too, uh, gem for new DJs. If you can find somebody who can host your wedding until you get comfortable with weddings, Mm. that's definitely a good thing to do. Oh, yeah. Because there's been, you know, situations where – we we're DJing outside. We got to move inside, but yeah. having an extra person just help. You know, we could oh, move yeah. the equipment real quick, set it up. You know, different things. And that's like that. gems right there. Yeah. So Rio, man, I shout you for coming out, man. I know you a busy DJ, busy it. schedule, man. Why do DJs need more love, Brody? Man, DJs need more love because when it comes to having a good time, we're the center of it. Oh yeah. Your, your wedding is nothing without a DJ. Facts. Your club is nothing without a DJ. Facts. Your lounge is nothing without a DJ. Facts. Man, we just set the vibe for any special occasion. Any That's why DJ occasion. need love. You know what it is, man. Like I said, I want to shout out to our sponsors, American Radio. I want you to hit the subscribe button on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you stream your podcast content. This is the DJ's Need Love 2 show. DJ Rio, DJ thanks for coming through, That's brother. Right, man. You know what it is. We out.